today's episode, we are joined by a Place in the Sun presenter, Danny Menzies. We talk about her travel experiences and how she is able to travel as part of her job. Hello, Danny. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Of course, like, Place in the Sun is such an amazing thing where you are able to travel as part of the job. How does that kind of make you feel? What are the best kind of advantages of being able to go abroad and work? I think some of the best bits for me, when I first started the job, um, we travelled to some insane locations. We went to Costa Rica, which I'd never been to before, and it was always on, on my hit list. We went to the Caribbean quite a lot. We were going to quite far away exotic destinations. So for me, that was a real highlight. I kind of you know, started this job and suddenly I was going to all these amazing places and that was incredible. And I actually probably took it a bit for granted because I didn't realise that that I just thought that was normal. And then <laughs> a few years later, they were like, oh, we're just going to stick to Europe now, which is also fabulous. But you kind of go, oh, right. So that, yeah, damn, took, definitely took it for granted. You've gone to those places if it weren't, if it wasn't for the job, were they on your bucket list? <laughs> Costa Rica, 100% was. But when I would have got there, you know, who knows? It's obviously quite a big, expensive trip. So to get to go there for work and have a weekend off to explore was just amazing. Um, and same with, you know, staying in Barbados for two or three weeks. Obviously, I, I had been before, but it's a really expensive place to go. So again, yeah, I just, I, I probably would have been something that had, didn't happen until later on in life. <laughs> How does that sound? And are you able to, ex- do you have kind of free time to be able to explore these places when you do go over there? Yeah, so if we, it depends how long we're filming for at a time. So when we film a show, it takes um, five days. So we film Monday to Friday. And if you're out there for two or three weeks doing few, then you've got the weekends to go and, and do what you want. And I actually, I, I think maybe when I first started, um, I didn't make quite make the most of it enough because I was still, I used to get quite bad anxiety. And I think, um, going off and doing things on my own at the weekends was a bit scary and overwhelming. Whereas in the more recent times, like I was, um, I was in Italy in the summer and I've always, always, always dreamt of going to the Amalfi Coast. And I always sort of thought, you know, when I meet someone, then I'll go. <laughs> and I, I've, I'm feeling, you know, that anxiety has kind of over the years got better and better. And I was out there and I, I, had a bit of a word with myself I was like Danny you're an independent woman you do not need a man to go to one of these places that you've dreamt of going get a blinking car and go for it so I did and I had the most amazing weekend and I met you know when you're a solo traveler you meet so many so many other people I met somebody at breakfast one day and we ended up going on this massive hike doing it's called the walk of the gods and it's just it was literally one of the most beautiful hikes that I've ever done in my life. And I think I'll remember it forever. But it's just one of those things that, you know, I wouldn't have met those people. I might not have done the same things had I not gone there and, and been on my own for it. And I loved it. Yeah, definitely. But like you said, those type of things do take a lot for someone to go out there as kind of solo traveller. And you have to kind of be in that kind of 
sense of mind really to be able to be like okay great I'm gonna go and do it I'm gonna push myself because you yeah know, that, is, that is like out there and that is a lot yeah some of the things that I've tend to have done is I've kind of I've done solo traveling to a degree of booking onto group activities so I don't know anyone on the group activities and that's it's it's nice like you said you're able to meet different people and I think for me I don't think I could necessarily take a backpack and go you know around and be like right okay hopefully I'll meet someone at the next hostel (laughs) yeah it can it can be really intimidating and sadly there are actually you know there's still a lot of reasons why it can be so intimidating I mean in that weekend in particular um I had uh someone started texting me randomly basically and I thought oh maybe it was the the person I met and went on that walk with and that's what I assumed and as I read the messages I thought wait a minute that's not very good English and the person I'd gone on a walk with was was American spoke very good English um and I started to get a bit confused and then I realized it was the owner of the hotel from my COVID form had taken my details and started texting me and started trying to convince me to go out on his moped for a ride with him and you know creepy like a single woman on her own and some some guy in his 50s who's quite a big guy having the audacity first of all to take your phone number and start texting you but it's just really intimidating so then I ended up changing hotels because I was he's got a key to every room I was suddenly feeling quite scared and threatened in the place that I was staying so that I think it's it's really sad but actually you know there is good reason that we can get intimidated on our own but I think that's why it's really important to sort of read reviews on where you're going and stay stay at good places actually especially when you're own. I mean now you're saying about going to hostels I think I'd be too scared to go to a hostel on my own I kind of I treat myself I'm like right two nights by myself I'm going to check into a nice hotel because otherwise stuff like that happens and it's just it's a bit freaky I went to um Mexico when I was about 21 for work and I stayed in Mexico City and I was so naive nobody I mean, I didn't do any research at all. I went there with work um, and thought, you know, it would all be fine. And I got such a shock when I got there. First of all, five foot ten with blonde hair. People think they can just touch you. I would, I was getting on buses and people were just touching my bare skin. I was like, what, what is happening here? But I actually, I got followed. I got chased. Like all sorts of crazy things happened that. I got home and I was telling the stories and thinking people are just going to think I'm making this up because you, stuff like that just doesn't happen. It's absolutely bonkers, but it but it did and it was really 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 scary. It's just a massive culture shock. Yeah, definitely. Well, talking about something more positive, your most favourite places that you've travelled that could be as part of work but out of work as well. I think I've got quite. I, I, I love going to new places and I've got quite a few places that I've absolutely fallen in love with and would go back to. So Costa Rica was one of them. The thing that I loved so much about there was I've never visited somewhere that had a lifestyle like it. So everybody gets up when the sun comes up, 5 a.m. I was really jet lagged when we got there. So I was waking up 4 or 5 a.m. I was walking down to the beach and just miles of this untouched beach. And over there, they're not allowed to build within a couple of hundred meters of, of the coast. So 
it's just jungle to beach and you know no sunbeds no buildings um so you've got this beautiful white sand beach it goes on for miles 5 a.m everyone's down there surfing meditating walking doing whatever and the food over there it's all that you know that they're mainly well i think there's a lot of vegetarian veganism um it's all you know lots of avocado everything's fresh everything's beautiful so everyone's super healthy everyone meditates everyone surfs so it's just got that real like feel good really just good for your soul vibe and everything shuts at 10 30 you know there's no like going out drink binge drinking and and all that sort of thing just yeah yeah, the lifestyle is just so incredibly healthy. And it is one of those countries um, where people live the longest. You know, I think the people live average age like 100 or something like that. It's, it's mad. And you can totally see why. But it's just, it's such a feel-good vibe. There's loads of yoga studios. I just, I love that. So for me, that's definitely somewhere that I would go back to again. The only thing I didn't like was how big all the bugs were. Yeah. I mean, I got a spider. We were filming. And I uh, woke up one morning and I had a really itchy head and I had a spider bite and my head got, it looked like I had a golf ball in my head by the end of the day. And there was this huge spider on my wall. I was like, oh my God, it bit me. Um, so yeah, that was the only thing I didn't like, but <laughs> everything else was great. Um, and then I think a bit closer to home, I um, we, we film a lot in Spain and the Balearics, but I haven't spent a huge amount of time in the Greek islands and obviously there's so many of them um so we filmed in Kefalonia a couple of summers ago and I totally fell in love I, I, I've always loved going to Crete and Greece but going to the smaller smaller islands I just want to go back and see more of them I, the, the next thing I'd love to do on my own in my own time is go island hopping around the Greek islands because they're just it's so beautiful the food's amazing and yeah, just stunning. Love to go back and see more of it. So that's definitely on the hit list. And have you ever lived abroad at all? Um, I have to think about that. Uh, well, when, when I went to Mexico, that was with the intention of staying there for like three to six months and seeing what happens. Um, but with all the craziness that happened while I was there, I, I ended up coming home early. So um, not really uh, is the answer, basically. <laughs> you, I'm sure, kind of through work as well, you see all these amazing places and you all the time you're like, I'll have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I def at some point in my future I would definitely think about I think with the right person and the right place, I'd definitely do it because nowadays you can, you know, you could be based anywhere and go to work. I it's just you just fly to work or do it on your laptop or whatever. And so I'd definitely I definitely think about doing it, although I don't know if I've found my spot yet. I think when people come on the show, they're always sort of, they're, they've sussed out where they want to be usually and, and why it suits them. And I think for me, I'm still at the stage where I'm still discovering so many new places. I've not seen it all yet. And I feel like before I could pick my right spot that I'd like to stay in, I'd need to see it all first. Yeah, definitely. Have you been able to go abroad at all during kind of the past year? Like maybe that time in between. <laughs> yeah, I I was out for the whole time in between. So after the first lockdown, we went back to work and I did three and a half, I think nearly four months on the road nonstop um, to kind of make up for lost time. Um, so I did Italy, Portugal and Spain. 
um and yeah I was really really lucky to get away then very lucky yeah did you do many staycations at all back home uh where my parents are from kind of is a staycation destination like so they are in the highlands in Scotland you're right by the loch side it's really really beautiful you can go hiking in fact on the last lockdown uh the current lockdown I um went I was doing things like I went skiing on the mountains behind our house and just put the skins on the bottom of skis. So you walk up and then you ski down with my uncle. Um, was going wild swimming in the loch. Like I did loads of really fun stuff. I was making little Insta videos just to keep myself busy, like <laughs> like you. Um, and and yeah, so a kind of being at home with my family kind of felt a little bit like a staycation. Yeah, that's lovely. And also, I think as well, it during the lockdown, it made us all appreciate the smallest things like that family time and just seeing friends because, you know, it's something to look forward to. And I think that's one of the hardest things of not being able to, especially for me, I'm one of those people where I absolutely love to travel. You know, I love to book in advance, plan something amazing, a really interesting trip once a year and not being able to have something like that to look forward to. Yeah, it is. It's so it's it's kind of frustrating because every time things start to look a bit better, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm I, I was chatting to someone yesterday about Ibiza because I, I'm 33 and I've never been to Ibiza. My parents have been partying in Ibiza and I haven't. And I'm like, right, okay, I need to get this done seriously. So we were talking about it, booking it for this summer, and then you know, hearing that I was going to go back to work quite soon, I was thinking, yes, it's going to happen. And then, and then kind of, and then work got pushed back and I was like, oh, is it? It is. It's, it's really, it's rubbish not having it to look forward to. Usually you've got quite a few, well, I usually try and get a few things in the diary, you know, a week, a week away on my own, do some yoga, whatever, week away with friends. And yeah, it's feeling like it's dragging a little bit now, but hopefully hopefully not yeah, hopefully the end is in sight <laughs> for me I find traveling is a really nice way to be able to kind of I've I've suffered with mental health and depression before and I think for me traveling is a really nice way to kind of bring everything back to kind of normality kind of bring me back to the smallest appreciations and being able to experience different cultures and that's something I absolutely love and especially to countries where you know, unfortunately, they may not be as fortunate as us as a country. I think what you said is um, really accurate. I mean, I think when I go away, it brings out, it brings out like the artist in me, like suddenly I want to draw things, I want to write, I want the creative, I want, I want to, because you are taking that time to look at the, at the small, beautiful things that usually, well, first of all, you might not notice quite as much in the city, but second of all that you just don't take the time to to sit and and appreciate so I definitely feel very very similar to you on that front and like I said seeing other cultures and how they live even you know when we're working in the Caribbean you think of the Caribbean with all these luxurious resorts but actually the reality is the the huge huge gap between the wealthy and the poor and they've got slums there and you you don't think of that when you think of those places but having a bit of downtime there and being able to see all of that definitely does make you really appreciate everything that you've got and I think the other thing for me is just the reset like I one of the ways I always coped with um 
from when I've I've felt um, quite down or anxious or whatever is that I, I keep really, really busy and that's my coping mechanism. I don't have time to think about, you know, if I'm starting to feel really rubbish, I get busy just so that I don't have time to go down into that hole. And um, I think when you go away, you do have that time, but because of all the other beautiful things that are going on and, and just this switching that off button, it's, it's like a really positive reset and you can almost come back and instead of feeling the need to be hectic, you can take things a bit slower and just, you know, you kind of get things right in your head when you're away and you yeah. switch off. It. I think, do you know, it's funny because as much as I'm really looking forward to being able to travel and kind of get back to normality, I also feel a bit of an urge of anxiety of, okay, going back to big social situations and mm. you know, in between lockdowns, I was able, I was fortunate to be able to get, a trip in with some girlfriends but also yeah being able to go on long haul kind of flights again like it, it'll be so strange and I think one of the things is I think with lockdown we've all had this so many mixed emotions of you know getting excited that we're going to come out of lockdown we're out of lockdown going back in and it's yeah it's, I think it's really tested all of our emotions and that you know, once we finally come out of it, people are able to kind of get back to them, back to their usual selves, really. I know, it's a funny one, isn't it? I've been chatting with a few of my girlfriends recently who's, you know, everyone's life's changed so dramatically. One of them, for example, has, um, so since lockdown happened, she decided to go and move in with her boyfriend who lives in the country. So she's getting up every day, she's having a dog walk, she's um, spending more time with him she's working from home like although it's been really hard in some respects it's been she, her lifestyle for example was so hectic before that she was almost on the brink of a breakdown at all times and I think actually what would be really nice when we come out of it all is if there's a way that people can kind of find that happy medium yeah. because I think that although it's been difficult in so many ways, you know, people who've lost their jobs or, or financially or whatever, if it's also been kind of good for some people to, to reset, step back, slow down, switch off, spend time with the people they love that they wouldn't normally. So to come back and, and go back into to what life was before a full swing, I know when I was talking about it with, with her, she was sort of going, it's it's stressing me out even thinking about it so I think if we can I think for a lot of people it'll be you know interesting and good for them to try and do it and come you know meet in the middle kind of thing you know get back to normality but also just remember what we've learned in that time and that is to look after ourselves a bit better and take time for the right people and slow down a little bit sometimes because we just forget that so easily don't we yeah, no, that's brilliant. And well, one last question. And that is one that I absolutely love to ask my guests. Where is on your bucket list? And I'm sure you probably have a few. Where is on my bucket list? Well, I, I have quite an extensive bucket list, but I'll give you a couple of them. So one place that I really want to go to that I've never been to is the Philippines. I would love to go for like, you know, a longer holiday over winter time which I used to try and do them every couple of years, you know, two or three weeks. I did Bali a few years ago and it was amazing. And really 
I think when you go somewhere like that, you need a bit longer, don't you, to just, well, yeah, just immerse yourself, see as much of it as you can and, and really switch off. And sometimes even that's not long enough. I, when I was in Bali, I got to the end of the trip and me and my best friend sat on the beach for a whole day and discussed how we could not go home. <laughs> we start, shall we start an online business? Should we do this? Should we do that? Let's just cancel the effing flights. Let's just not do it. Um, so I think, but that, but there's something nice about that as well. You know, it means you've really enjoyed yourself and Renee switched off. So I'd love to go somewhere like the Philippines. They look so beautiful. It's yeah. It's that right kind of vibe um, of yeah. Beautiful beaches, healthy, get nice runs in, go to the yoga retreats, do all that sort of thing. Um, and then the other one is I, I'd really like to actually, I'd really like to go back to Australia. That's really high up on my bucket list. Um, I've got loads of family out there. One of my best friends from school moved out there. She's had twins. I've never met them. So I'd love to go to go out there and travel around. I went when I was very young, but I don't, don't remember that much of it. So it's somewhere I want to get back to. Yeah, definitely. I think with one of those places as well, there's so many different climates to explore, isn't there? So, you know, you've got that city life, but you've also got the rural. That is somewhere you will need a long time. Exactly. I mean, I would love to get in a position where I can go, right, actually, I'm really going to do this. I'm going to wait for two or three months and just going to do it all and have a lovely time and just, yeah, travel around properly. Definitely. Well, fingers crossed that we can do it soon. <laughs> I know. I know. I really hope so. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on. It's been lovely talking to you. And yeah, I'm now wanting to go to all these different places, looking at all the flights. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? I was really tempted to just book a couple and risk it yeah. and just, you know, put the positive vibes out there for late, late summer. I just hope that we'll all be allowed to travel freely by then. Don't forget to subscribe to the Travel Minded Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Travel Minded the Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Justice Abroad. Justice Abroad was founded in 2019 and is led by myself, Michael Polak, a trained barrister and expert in international law and assistance. Justice Abroad operates to ensure that people who travel overseas for work or pleasure can be confident that if anything goes wrong, there'll be someone ready to help them. We are seeing an increasing number of cases across the world where people find themselves in trouble and we've been asked to assist. Justice Abroad has a team of top investigators, lawyers around the world and support staff available to provide unparalleled support. Many people when travelling have an attitude of, it'll never happen to me, and then when something does go wrong, they feel helpless, with nowhere to turn. Anyone travelling for any purpose should be aware of the issues that could arise, and be prepared to get in touch with us, should something go wrong. We currently have cases in Greece, China, Thailand, Somalia, Myanmar, Cyprus, Spain, Vietnam, and many other countries around the globe. The increased number of cases which are coming to us proves how frequently travellers can find themselves in trouble often as a victim of crime or accused of offences they did not commit. Usually, travel insurance will not cover you for assistance and advice with legal problems overseas. And even where they do, the assistance can prove ineffectual and not practical. At Justice Abroad, we have an extremely hands-on approach that allows our clients to feel assured that we will deal with every aspect of their situation and ensure they have the best possible outcome. We're Justice Abroad, and we're here when you need us.